0: Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We have a Samsung Galaxy Note 9 here on the table with us. That's right, in studio. We're going to be unboxing it on today's show and talking about the ins and outs of this new super gadget. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Right. It's one one of the biggest, literally and figuratively, of
0: the year, as far as smartphones go. Absolutely. Later on, we're also going to be talking about the Tesla Plan to take the company private. Plus, tips and tricks for Wi-Fi mesh networking. That's all coming up this week on Geared Up. Hey, before we jump in, Andrew, I want to tell folks out there we've got a little bit of a an announcement to make. Tell them I don't even know what the announcement is. So we talk a lot. Yeah, we talk a lot about Nintendo on this show. We do. And I want to tell you that Reggie, the president of Nintendo of America, you know Reggie, is going to be joining us for the GeekWire Summit, which is our big tech conference coming up in October. In Seattle, and you can join us there, too, in the audience. Go to geekwire.com slash summit, and we actually even have a special discount for Geared Up viewers Bam. And, and listeners. Just use the code Geared Up for a special discount on tickets to the GeekWire Summit, where Reggie me. Is is that how you say be, it? I'm pretty sure. Yes, and I, I need to work on it some more. Via me, yes, is going to be. I, I thought it was speak, Fisa May. Yeah, fee, it might be Fiza May too. So hopefully, hopefully, we'll get that right before he actually comes on stage. I need <laughs> to, I need to double check all that. And I've heard it's multiple. It's been multiple different pronunciations. Okay, but, that should be the very first question that he's yeah. asked. <laughs> I, I, how would I ask him that beforehand and actually get that right beforehand? <laughs> like maybe even before going on a podcast right, and talking true, about him, true. I could figure that out. At any rate, you can see Reggie on stage at the GeekWire Summit coming up October. Second and third in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Reggie will be there on October 3rd and you can get tickets at geekwire.com slash summit. And again, the discount code for viewers and listeners to geared up is geared up. Bam. All right. That's what's up. Let's jump in. Our first topic is, in fact, our national car rental story of the week. Switching things up. Absolutely. So you can see Andrew's show, technically speaking, at youtube.com slash national car rent. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, go national, go like a pro. A big thanks to National for supporting Geared Up. Yeah, if you're into traveling,
1: if you travel, if you're on the road and you want to know the best tech that you need to take with you for business, for leisure, to have a good time, to be more productive, that is what technically speaking is all about. And I tell you all the different things you need to do, all different gadgets you should be taking with
0: you. When you're on the go. Absolutely. So be sure to check out Andrew's show. Technically speaking, uh, National Car Rental is a great supporter of Geared Up and we thank them for making this show possible. So with that, what is the story of the week? It is, in fact, the Samsung Galaxy Note 9. We've got it here on the table. Yes. Andrew, why don't I unbox it? I want you to unbox
1: it. I've actually reboxed it because I had to get a bunch of footage of it. I picked this up at the event in New York City where they launched the device. Um, was it a week ago? Last Thursday. It wasn't even a week ago. Last Thursday, I was in New York. Picked up the device after. Just push it through. you got to push push that through. All the way through. That's a sleeve. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Um, Being a little too timid here. It was kind of impressive.
0: Like, when I went in, I wasn't really expecting too much from the Note 9. So, give us the overall reset. For somebody who has not been following the Samsung Galaxy Note 9, Yeah, they might have heard of the Note 7 and Mm -hmm. sort of the issues (laughs) that it faced a few years back. Tell us about the Note 9.
1: Well, we got to go back to the Note 7 for a second. Note 7... If you weren't around or really paying attention back then, the Note 7 was released. Very impressive phone. It was actually my favorite phone of 2016, but it got recalled because it started blowing up. Now, I don't know how many were blowing up, but there was an issue. They recalled it. They re-engineered it, re-released it, and it started blowing up again. So they recalled it one last time, and they canceled it. And so the following year, last year with the Note 8, Samsung was very reserved about putting, you know, packing sure. the Note Eight with features, especially with a big battery, because that's what was exploding the battery. So last year, the Note Eight was great phone, but it, it didn't push the boundaries as, as much as the Note line usually does. They were more reserved with it. This year, you can tell they're back. This phone, you know, one of the key features is the battery life, all day battery life, four thousand milliamp hour battery, which is more than twice the size of battery that you'll find in an iPhone Ten. Wow. So Samsung is back, um, and that's one of the main features.
0: So, a lot of people are going to want to know the size of the screen. How, okay. What's the screen size, and how does that compare to something like the iPhone Ten or the screen iPhone Eight? Screen
1: size, you're looking at six point five inches. That is the largest screen ever on a Galaxy Note device.
0: Very. Very large screen. Can you have me your iPhone 10 over there, Andrew? Yeah. I got to say, I'm holding this in my hand, 10. the Galaxy Note 9. It, it is not as big as I expected it to be, which I Note consider 9. a good thing. Yes. In other words, it's very tall vertically, but if you look at mm-hmm. it in terms of width, it's not that much right. wider than the iPhone 10. And it looks like the way they're accomplishing this is the new trick of getting rid of essentially all of the right. bezel. The well, the side bezel. Yeah.
1: Samsung has gotten rid of the side bezel, but they still have the bezels on the top and bottom. Got it. Um, which some people are like, why do you still have bezels? But other people are saying, I'd much rather have thin bezels on the top and bottom than have a notch right in the middle of the display. I'm um, curious what you guys think though. Are you, are you team notch? or
0: are you team small bezel. <laughs> what are you?
1: Where you find yourself?
0: You know what? I I actually still I, I love the iPhone 10. I'm looking at this. I would have to try it out for a while. I've gotten so used to the little ears on the iPhone 10. The <laughs> essentially the, yep. the 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 parts of the screen that go on the other side right. of the is it the mic and the camera? The camera right sensor here. bar. Yeah, the, sensor the camera bar. sensor bar. That, that I'm I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, but I have to say that this is not as heavy nor is it as wide as I expected the new note to be. So that is my first so surprise. You like it. I, I like it. This actually would put this back in contention for me in terms of something that I could carry around because okay. that was the main problem that I ran into with uh, when I had like the iPhone Seven Plus. It was just this giant, gigantic thing in your pocket right. that you really couldn't. It's it hard to walk thing around with
1: gigantic bezels. Like the iPhone yep. Six Plus was the opposite when it came to bezels. Large phone. Super large bezels as well.
0: So takeaway number one for me, size not that bad. Okay. Not so, that bad. Yeah. Okay. So what Fair else enough. should we know about this device?
1: Um let's talk about the S pen. Yeah. That's the other big thing is the S pen.
0: So, so you're taking it out of the bottom of it right. right now. And I noticed when I did that it actually sensed it on yeah, the screen. And you so, felt
1: it, right? Yeah. You can also feel it. So you can you can if the phone is off and you need to take a note, you can just pull the S Pen out and just start writing. You don't even have to power it on or anything. You just start writing right off the bat.
0: So the thing that.
1: this year, the S Pen now supports Bluetooth. Mm. So this can do more than it ever could before. For example, you can use this button on the S Pen as your camera shutter. You can use this button to launch apps from across the room. You can use this button if you plug the phone into HDMI to a computer um, using Samsung's DeX software. You can use this as your PowerPoint presentation, you know, advance your slides. So this can do a lot more than it ever could before. It's not just a writing tool. Um, And the other cool thing is this charges when it's in there. Mm. If it's dead, it has a 30-minute battery life. If it dies, you put it in, and in under one minute, it's fully charged again.
0: Very similar Um, to the quick charge on the Apple
1: AirPods. Exactly. If it's dead, it will also still work as a stylus and writing tool, though. So it's only the Bluetooth that will be affected if it dies.
0: Nice. Okay. So that's the S Pen. The connected S Pen. That's a new mm-hmm. part. I love the idea of standing across the room and not having to do like a countdown to take a picture. You <laughs> right, know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Exactly. So you could just use that as your just remote shutter. This. That's yes. very, that's it's very nice. slick. See, you were saying last week that Samsung always comes up with things that you wouldn't necessarily have right. thought of that they double down on. And actually, the note originally was that when mm-hmm. they brought out the stylus, the first uh, notes and the whole notion right. of the the phablet, something that was in between a phone and a tablet. And now here you have them continuing to do that in a smaller way with things like the remote shutter. Yeah, but still, it's still very nice. Like those are things that,
1: you know, you can do that similarly with uh, like an Apple Watch. I can put my iPhone 10 across the room, use my Apple Watch as a remote shutter. But this is included for the price, and this is you know a minimum of like four hundred bucks. So the S so Pen is included, and in S Pen comes yeah exactly. The Apple Watch so is premium, exactly, exactly. So let's talk about here. You can take this stylus yep. back. What about the storage? That was the other thing that impressed me. So Samsung is starting the Note Nine at one hundred and twenty-eight gigabytes of storage built in. Hmm. They used to do sixty-four, so they're doubling that. Apple just a couple of years ago was still starting at 16. So now we're the baseline for the Note line is 128 gigs. The other option, if you want to upgrade from there, is 512 gigabytes,
0: which is more than a lot of people have on their computer.
1: Right, five twelve. Um, if you get a 128 gigabyte Note eight, you get six gigabytes of RAM, and if you get the five twelve, you get eight gigabytes of RAM, which, which is I, like a computer. Which, which again, yes, it right. is. I know that there's it's like a the, laptop. The
0: saying that it's a computer in your pocket, but I mean that truly is. More powerful, more storage, better processor, more memory than some computers.
1: Correct. So they're really trying to pack it with uh, specs. But the third part of the storage story is the micro SD card slot. It supports 512 gigabytes. So if you buy a 512 gigabyte Note 9 and you put in a 512 gigabyte card, you're walking around with a one terabyte (laughs) phone. One terabyte of storage personally in your
0: pocket, which that's crazy. You, could, you a could good way, back up easily. Back up a computer to it, but is that possible? Are you able to?
1: <laughs> you know you can use your phone. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So instead of backing up your phone to the computer, you can back up your computer to the phone.
0: I don't know if they've wow. made that possible with Android. You would you would suspect right. Android, that somebody I mean, could hack it to do that. It's a more open
1: system that you can create an app that would. That's insane. But that flips it because wow.
0: usually it would have been in the past people backing up their phones to their computers right. and it goes the other way around. Right. But at the terabyte and that's. More than a lot of people need. Well, I guess the video. The
1: thing I like about the terabyte though is, you know, we're all storing our stuff. Like all these companies are saying, use the cloud. Mm -hmm. Right? If you're running out of space on your phone, store your stuff in the cloud. But we've been finding over and over that the cloud is not as secure. As we thought it was, especially you know, with some, some versus others. Like Apple's cloud is more private than Google's cloud, for example. But what if you want to buy a Note 9, but you don't want to use Google Photos? You don't want to store your stuff in the cloud. Well, you have a terabyte. There's no need. You don't have to enable the cloud. The only thing is make sure you have your backups at home on other devices. But one terabyte is freeing enough to where you don't, have, you don't feel the pressure of having to store stuff elsewhere. You can store it all
0: Right on your device. Very cool. Okay. So this is a, so far you're selling me, Andrew. I don't know if that's your intent.
1: No, my intent's not to sell you. My intent's just to show you, like, you know, I get excited about tech. I carry around an iPhone. That's my main, that's my main phone of choice, but it doesn't mean that I'm a fanboy. You know what I mean? I can get excited about if, if tech is cool, I'm excited and I want to talk about it. And so, you know, Samsung, I didn't expect as much this year from the Note
0: 9 as they delivered. Okay. Very cool. So I know we've got a little bit more to talk about regarding the Note 9 here, and we're going to do that after we come back. We're going to take a break on Geared Up. All right, welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We've been talking about the new Samsung Galaxy Note 9. We have one right right here in our hands. It's thin. It's Mm -hmm. tall. It's 6.5 inches on the screen. Andrew, we've been talking with folks on the live stream during the break. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you do want to follow us and get a behind-the-scenes view of the show, just go to YouTube.com slash gear live. subscribe to Andrew's channel, or Facebook.com slash GeekWire. Andrew, so how much is this thing going to set people back?
1: All right, so um, before we jump into the price, do know it's also got the latest Snapdragon processor in there, Snapdragon A forty five, that makes the phone 53% faster than the Note 8s um, 23% faster on the GPU. So it's also the latest and greatest as far as chip technology goes. That said, um, the 128 gigabyte version with six gigabytes of Ram is $999. So So a thousand bucks.
0: Another thousand dollar phone, which is fascinating because that was the knock on the iPhone 10. Who's going to buy the iPhone 10? Who's going to buy a thousand dollar phone? That was the question. What
1: we've seen is a lot of people are buying the iPhone 10. It's the best selling iPhone of the year. Um, but to be fair, Samsung's giving you a bigger screen and they're also giving you, um, twice the amount of storage space at 128 than the entry level thousand yeah. dollar iPhone 10, Um, and six gigabytes of RAM versus three. The 512 gigabyte model with eight gigabytes of RAM is $1,250. Wow. Now that's more expensive than the 1150, 256 gigabyte
0: iPhone ten. Okay, so that is fascinating to me. When you're talking about twelve hundred and fifty dollars, I know mm-hmm. we were making the comparison to computers earlier. You can get a pretty darn nice computer for about half that, yeah, <laughs> less than half that, right? You know, it, for twelve hundred fifty dollars, that's a that's a really it's nice expensive. computer. It's a nice computer and it's an expensive phone. So. I recognize that a lot of people are paying this off in increments, uh, no longer oh, yeah, subsidies yeah, yeah. necessarily with their wireless carriers. They're paying it off in increments on their bill. But still, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Um You know, for me, the way I look at it, though, I think a lot of people would
1: agree. Like, I use – well, they'll agree with this sentiment. I don't know if they'll agree with the pricing. I use my phone more than any other yeah. tech out there. I touch my phone more often than I touch my laptop or my desktop, my game consoles, anything like that. And so – To me, if it's something you rely on so much, shouldn't that warrant the price versus, you know, people are fine buying a $2,000 laptop that they'll use maybe one-fourth
0: of the time that they'll use their phone? Yeah. All right. So that is the Samsung Galaxy Note 9. (laughs) Someone said add tax
1: on top of that. Don't forget the tax. (laughs) Don't forget the tax. That's right.
0: (laughs) We got good chiming in from the live stream. So – Big takeaways here, Andrew. Do you think Samsung has a hit here or just an incremental improvement? How would you sum Mm. this one up?
1: You know, the thing is, I think the phone is very well made. I think the problem is most people look for the Galaxy S, not the Galaxy Note. The Galaxy Note is really the phone for, going back to the national car rental thing, it's for the business travelers, for people who are on the go, doing business. Like when you think of a stylus and writing, like that's not something that everybody needs to do. It's really more of like, you know, note taking and you know, business people, people on the go um, entrepreneurs. So it's, it's more of a subset. It's not a phone for everybody. It's more of a subset. Um, and there are definitely note people who it's like a cult, a cult of galaxy note. So I think they have a hit on their hands. However, it's a hit for that audience. It's not a hit for the
0: general population. Other announcements by Samsung this past week included a, a smart a smart speaker with Bixby, yes. their, their personal <laughs> assistant. We don't uh, have Bixby. one of those here in the studio. We do have a, a Galaxy Note 9, obviously. But your thoughts on that smart speaker real fast here.
1: It's just interesting that Samsung is trying to do what Google and Apple have done, mm-hmm. which is kind of build their own ecosystem. Now, I say trying to do as if they don't have one. Samsung, you know, if you're unaware, makes washing machines. I have a Samsung fridge with Bixby built into it. They make, you know, seriously, Bixby is built into my fridge. Um, phones are making speakers now. So I guess my point is Samsung makes more than just phones already, so they do have kind of an ecosystem, and Bixby is what's been tying it together. And so now... Um, you know they've seen what Google's been doing with smart speakers. they've seen what apple's had with the home pod. they've seen Alexa and things like that, and they want to have their piece of the pie as well. They want you to buy if 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 possible a Samsung phone, a Samsung stove, Samsung fridge, Samsung smart speaker. They're partnering with Spotify to power their speaker so rather than having their own homegrown music service or relying on Google or apples. They just partnered with Spotify, which is the most popular one in the world. So, interesting.
0: Do you know the details on that in terms of price? It's not coming. No, they have not announced price. It's not coming out for a while. Okay. All right. Let's move on to another gadget.
1: (laughs) Another gadget. Okay.
0: Your new Tesla.
1: (laughs) My new Tesla. Okay. Which one? I have one that's two months old. So,
0: I'm on Facebook this weekend. (laughs) I see that your wife posts that you're getting a new Tesla. And I, for a second, I thought, no, you're selling your existing Tesla. And I was like, wait a second. You just bought the new Tesla 3, the Tesla Model 3. And you're buying another one. Tell us this story, Andrew. Well, what
1: happened was the following, okay? Two years and four months ago, when you had to walk and stand in line at the Tesla store to put your money down, $1,000 for the Model 3, you could reserve two spots. So I went there. I reserved two just because it was like you can do two. Everybody else in front of me is doing two. I'm going to do two also. I don't know what I was going to do with it. I had no plans of owning two Teslas. Um. But maybe I can give one to a friend or whatever if they you know if they wanted to get in the line. So fast forward two years and two months later, my model three became available for me to pick up, order, etc. I picked it up. You've seen it. It's beautiful. It looks great. Um I've done red, it. red seats. Red seats. I did some aftermarket stuff to it. It looks really good. And so I'm enjoying it. It's great. And then Tesla announces hey, now you can get the performance model. <laughs> and like oh what's that mean what is that what does that mean i don't know what that means so basically the performance model is in inst- my tesla is a rear wheel drive this is a four-wheel drive hmm. um, two motors one motor for the front wheels one motor for the back wheels which is interesting because usually in a car with all-wheel drive if something happens to the motor the engine you're done but with the tesla if one of those two motors goes out the other motor is still fine so you can still drive around but it goes from zero to 60 in like three seconds
0: which you clearly need to do where you that. live
1: i need that <laughs> i mean it's basically the top of the line for the model three which i thought i already had and they're like hey here's something even better and i'm like okay the car is new enough and still rare enough hard to get enough that people are still paying
0: near retail okay that, so i've got two two main questions yeah. for you here the first is the old saying is, as soon as you drive a new car right. off the lot, you lose a significant like half, amount right. of value. Yeah. Could you actually make money on this?
1: I don't know that I, could, I don't know that we're at the point where I can make a profit, but we're at the point where I can get close to retail. So not, not retail, but close to retail. I still have the $7,500 tax credit that will be applied to that car. Okay. Um, so basically I can sell it for a minimal loss and basically if it's more like the way i'm thinking about it is basically i rented this car for 2 months how much would that cost mm. so that's kind of where i'm at
0: and the other thing is i thought the whole idea was that these things were supposed to get cheaper in mm-hmm. other words the first tesla model 3s oh, that right. were going to come out were the high end ones with and th- and then over time they use that money to fund correct Production models that are higher volume, lower cost. What they did was they started at the middle. Okay. And then they went to the
1: high end that is going to, I mean, quite honestly, that'll be the lowest selling one. Yeah. But that's, you know, they're just trying to reach profitability and then they'll sell the entry level model
0: 35K. So are you looking to potential buyers? By the way, is it still for sale?
1: It is still for sale right now. So (laughs) if you want a new Tesla with custom red seats. What's the
0: FCC going to say about this? Is this? (laughs) So, so are you planning, do you expect to get a buyer in your region or outside? My,
1: my assumption would be, you know, Seattle is one of those cities where before Tesla was around, like you go outside and like, how many Priuses do you just see like all over this city? So like Seattle's a pretty green city and it's also a pretty prosperous city. So I'd imagine that it would be someone in this area. Okay. All right.
0: Well, the saga of your Tesla model <laughs> three continues. <laughs> yes. we, had, we we still got to do a show now that we've mastered the live stream. We've mastered we've, today. We've gotta, yeah. We've got to go on and do like a remote shoot live stream. I yes. think we can pull that off.
1: I think so.
0: I'm think skeptical. So. <laughs> I'm skeptical. The new one
1: is red. Like on the outside? Yes. Outside is like fire truck red, and then wow. inside is white. Subtle. You're white. not going to get noticed <laughs> driving no. around the neighborhood <laughs> in your red That's Tesla right. Model 3. Right. Zero to 60 in three seconds. You're going to be pulled over a lot.
0: Here comes Andrew. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to get, especially where you live, man. Those, the, the police there are brutal. They're,
1: crazy. They're sheriffs. They're not even police, They're like the sheriffs.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Tesla, though, yeah. have you heard oh, about Elon yeah. Musk going crazy? Yes. Okay, so What's we've been talking about this, this. So Elon Musk is planning to take Tesla private, and you were quizzing me on what that means. I was like, what or, does that mean? Like, why so
1: why would you do this?
0: You And Michael Dell did something similar with Dell Computers. So there is okay. uh, precedent, if you will, in the whole realm of hardware. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could consider them both hardware. And increasingly, right. the cars are computers unto themselves. Yes. The whole idea is for him to be able to have control over the company and not have to answer to Wall Street. Okay. So if he can find investors to take the company private, and it looks like he has with mm-hmm. uh, this these entities out of right. uh, out of the, the Saudi investors, um, then he can essentially have a lot more control, not have to answer to quarterly earnings calls and, and all that sort of thing. And, when you and, hear this, yeah.
1: Does that sound like a positive for the consumer or a negative for the consumer? Because it almost sounds like I don't want to have to answer to anybody, so there's no more expectations from me. I just want to do what I want. Well,
0: I actually think that in this case, it's a positive for the consumer because he then is answering primarily to his customers. In other words, if he wants the company to be successful, he does what's best for the customer long term, and he can set aside the short-term need to satisfy shareholder demands. Okay. He's not going to have to answer analysts on the next call and say why he did the thing that he did with the... The Model Three, or you know, with the right. flamethrowers, or whatever, whatever he's doing, <laughs> I can never right. remember whether that's part of SpaceX. Flamethrowers is a boring company. Boring company, okay, <laughs> But then he's got Solar City, which merged with right. Tesla a while back. So you know, there's all sorts of interesting things that he can do when he does not have to answer to Wall Street, right. right? and that's essentially what's going I on. I did there. order a flamethrower, by the way. You did?
1: Are we going to show that on Geared Up?
0: Yeah, it will. Think will everybody survive?
1: I don't know. They they got an invite to go pick it up in San Francisco. It's like, can I take that on the plane though? Like. <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> well you could
0: no, you drive it back right, in the that's trunk. Right. Of your Tesla. There you go. Come there you go. On, that's on autopilot. <laughs> that's right. All right. Coming up next on Geared Up, we are going to be talking about the latest in Wi Fi mesh networking. Yeah. That's next. On Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. All right, Andrew. We have been talking about the Tesla model three. Yes. We've been talking about the Samsung Galaxy Note nine. We gotta figure out a way to get internet to these things. We do. Yeah. So how do we do it? Wi-Fi mesh networking. Correct. There are some new developments in this technology. Mm -hmm. But first, give us a sense for what Wi-Fi mesh networking is. And let me say, we've been doing this for a while. We've been talking about it. Mm -hmm. We've got the Eero devices here here in the GeekWire offices. Right, I actually have been meaning to go back to them. I've been switched back to my airport, my Apple airport, when we switched internet providers. But I, I like the Eero devices as mesh networking. Oh, yeah. What's new in this field, and what should people know? Okay, so first of all,
1: what you need to know is that traditionally, we've been using one router in our homes, right? So we went from wired to wireless. You have one router somewhere in your house, and then that router is expected to broadcast a signal – throughout your home, and a lot of people, I mean, I think everybody's dealt with, oh, I have a, I have a dead spot. Yep. When I go into this room or this area of the house, the Wi-Fi is terrible. So what Mesh Wi-Fi does is it gives you multiple routers that all talk together as if they're one unit. So you have one plugged into your your internet, which would be where you have your typical router, and then you spread the other ones around your home. They all talk to each other, either wired or wirelessly, and it's basically multiplying the
0: signal in your house. So the idea is not that it repeats it, which not can actually it. create signal degradation Correct. as you go over distances, yes. but it's one system with equivalent mm-hmm. or roughly equivalent yes. signals from each device strategically placed throughout your home or Correct. office.
1: Correct. And so, you know, with that, you will start to see. Um, much faster internet speeds. The networks are all the same name, so it's not like you're hopping between the two. It's all seamless as far as the user goes. Some of them are as as difficult, not difficult, or as complicated as, you know, plugging them in in different areas of the homes and wiring them. And some are as simple as you set one up and then you just, some of them are just literally, it's a plug. It's almost like uh, one of those Glade, you know, you, you plug in the, the air fresheners just like that, but it, instead of giving you fresh air, it gives you internet. Fresh Wi-Fi. That's right. So, so yeah. What's new on this front? Um, just the other day, I published a video, I think it was yesterday on the new Samsung Smart Things Wi-Fi, another product Samsung announced this week. Um, what they're doing is similar to Eero, almost in, in look as well. Um, but they ship three in a box. You can connect up to, I believe, 32 of these. Each one gives you 1,500 square feet of coverage. So you can get 48,000 square feet of Wi-Fi using the Samsung system. But 48, the cool thing... 48,000 square so feet? Yeah, so imagine like you That's have like a like a grocery store. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but the other cool thing is Samsung has built in a smart home hub. Mm. So usually you have a hub, and the hub has the same issue where... If your whole house has smart home items, the hub might not be able to reach the upstairs smart shades. Or if it can, it takes it a minute from when you give it a command to actually, you know, talk to it. So, you can have a mesh Wi-Fi network and also have multiple smart home communication in your home as well so all your devices can talk to your
0: Service and they're using artificial intelligence. I understand as part of this to basically make it so that it's doing the right thing at the right time to connect to the right devices. Right, it has Plume's
1: Wi-Fi software built in, which is constantly reoptimizing and making sure you're getting the best connection on each of the devices.
0: So that costs about two hundred and eighty dollars, and that's available now. Available now, the the new Samsung. Mesh. Smart things. Network. Smart things Wi-Fi. All right. Thank you for listening to Geared Up. If you're not already, you should subscribe to the show and Andrew's YouTube channel to see our live behind-the-scenes videos. You can do that at youtube.com slash gear live. And of course, you can subscribe to Geared Up on your favorite podcast app. Just search Geared Up. That's two words, not one, in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If you like what we do, consider leaving us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find the show. Geared Up is a GeekWire podcast you can see more from us at GeekWire.com. Claire McGrain produces the show. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Talk to you next time on Geared Up.